Hi, I'm Jessica, and when I'm not drinking all the coffee, watching Razorback sports, or hanging out with my family of boys, it's my passion to help elementary music teachers just like you find your unique teaching style. My goal with this podcast is to share helpful tips, strategies, and to give you the motivation you need to gain momentum in your teaching so you can continue being the music teacher rock star you already are. Well, hey there, and happy summer. Hopefully you're on summer break, but if not, I know some of y'all are still going strong and you don't start summer break until mid or late June, and that's okay. You are doing great and you're almost there. But today, we are going to talk about that all-famous phrase you've heard maybe once, maybe more than once, but it must be nice to get summers off. Yeah, it sure as heck is. And let's talk about it today. (laughs) If you've listened to me for any amount of time or you follow me anywhere on social media, then you know I'm pretty blunt, straightforward to the point, and I just keep it real with y'all, okay? And if this is your very first podcast episode ever, well, welcome, and I'm so glad you're here. But this is something that used to get under my skin a lot, okay? First of all, let me let you know, I'm recording this from my backyard. It's speaking of summer, it's summer break. So I have three boys, they're all home right now. And finding a quiet space to record is mission impossible. But on top of that, it's actually beautiful outside today. I'm recording this in June. And I decided to come to my backyard where it actually, it's not that hot today in Arkansas and it's pretty beautiful outside. So anyways, if you hear birds chirping and I just let my dog in so she starts barking, that's why. All right. You're not going crazy. I promise you are hearing real birds. (laughs) Okay. Anyways, so let's jump right into it. So you've heard that phrase before, right? And if you haven't, then good. I, I mean, that's great. But Maybe you haven't heard someone say to you, it must be nice to have summers off. Maybe you've just sometimes, this is feelings I feel too, okay? Maybe you feel like those days you get to sleep in or you actually have no plans or you're still in your PJ pants at noon. You start giving yourself guilt about it thinking, well, maybe I am being a little lazy. Maybe I should be doing something. Maybe there's... Maybe there's validity to what people are saying to me or these thoughts I'm having. Maybe they're real. Okay, so first of all, let's talk about those feelings that you're feeling, okay? I feel like it's very hard as a teacher, go, go, going all the time, that when summer comes, it's honestly just a shift that has to happen in your mind, okay? What I mean by that is you are so used to having the alarm clock go off, getting to school before your students, going throughout the entire day. And I'm not going to talk about what goes on during the whole day because you guys know that. But, and then you stay after school late or then you have to bring work home on the weekends and then, oh, I have grades. Do I need to finish that? Or whatever it is, you're constantly busy during the school year, right? And so it's a huge adjustment that first day of summer break where you don't have an alarm clock go off. Now, if you have your own kids, that's a whole different bag of worms. It goes from busy being a teacher to busy being a parent, right? But I mean, hopefully they're sleeping in a little bit for you and you just don't have the alarm have, you don't have to have the alarm clock go off. But I'm just talking about in general, if you're able to sleep in that very first day of summer, it's going to feel a little weird at first. 
then you're going to have thoughts like, oh my gosh, am I forgetting to do something? This is weird. <laughs> so I'm giving you permission right now to stay in your PJs for a little bit, okay? Make yourself a big old cup of coffee or two, three, or four because you don't get time during the school year to sit there and just drink cups of coffee. You're probably having to drink it cold as the middle of the day, you know, comes around because you forgot it was there or, you know, you want to drink it on your way to school, but it's too hot. And by the time it, you know, cools off, you're, you're trying to prep for your first class to come in and you don't have time anyways. So enjoy it. Now, it doesn't mean you're going to be lazy all summer. As a teacher, and you're listening to this as a music teacher, you know that you have several professional development opportunities, you know, during the summer that you've probably already planned out. You're going to be attending workshops and seminars and maybe or for Kadai levels or whatever else it is. And then on top of that, you're going to probably have vacation, hopefully, that you're getting to go on. And even if you're not going on a formal vacation, you probably have plans this summer just to do things, right? To catch up on a book you want to read or go hang out with friends that you haven't gotten to see in a while or visit family. And so I really strongly believe that those weeks that you have no plans, nothing scheduled, take full advantage of just taking a break. And um, that's the first thing I want to say. If you're having those thoughts of feeling guilty for taking a break or sleeping in or not getting dressed or maybe you haven't even taken a shower till 3 p.m. I don't know what you know I'm not speaking from experience here or anything <laughs> but I want to give you permission to um to have a break okay now what if what do you say to people when they say that comment to you there's so many different comments people say right um to teachers because We've talked about this before in other podcast episodes, but I think people just are not knowledgeable. In people's minds that are not educators, they think they, they're they pretty aware of what your contract time is. Maybe they don't know the exact minutes of what your contract says you can, you know, you need to be at school, but they know maybe I'm just going to throw, yours may be different, but I'm going to throw out, let's say your contract says 7.30 to 3.30, okay? Now, you know you are not at school from 7.30 to 3.30. But I have also recorded podcast episodes and talked about this a lot about self-care. And so about how it's important to not always bring work home, about how it's important to sometimes end your day after your contract time and to leave. And all that comes with balance. And we're not talking about that in this episode. But I just know that you're aware that you're not just at school during your contract hours, okay? You, I also know that you're, you do some extra things at night at home. I also know that sometimes on the weekends you're playing catch up, right? And so these people making the comments, they're just not aware. They're not aware of what you truly do as an educator. Now, let's, let's move past the time of your contract hours and how many hours you work. Let's also talk about the fact of what you really do as an elementary music teacher. It's not just the act of showing up and teaching and leaving. You are, and I've heard so many people say this, and it's so true, my goodness. It's something you don't realize until you get in your, your first classroom I don't even think you realize it as a student teacher, but when you first get your first teaching job, 
and or you've been teaching 5, 10, 15, even 30 years, it's something that you realize that what, what I'm trying to say is you start realizing that you're not just an educator. Some of these kids don't have a parent or maybe you're being raised by grandparents. So you're a mom or dad. You assume a nurse role when someone comes in your classroom and all they need is a Band-Aid or a hug to help them feel better. You assume a counselor role because, yes, your school more than likely has a counselor at your school, but you're assuming sometimes a counseling position when you're giving advice and just being there to lend a listening ear. And you assume so many other roles throughout the school year, you guys, that it becomes mentally, physically, and emotionally draining. Not always in a bad way. You became an educator not because of the hours, not because you wanted summers off, but because you were passionate about teaching kids and teaching kids music, right? So you knew going in, maybe not to the extent that that you do now, but you knew that you were going to be pouring your whole entire self into these kiddos of yours but you leave school some days just feeling so drained and that's why the end of the school year is draining not just because it's the end of the year and you're tired and exhausted because of all the crazy end of the school year shenanigans but you're also exhausted because you've just spent the last nine and a half to ten months pouring every single ounce of energy you have into your students and so, yes, when someone says it might, it, it must be nice to get the summers off, your first response is, yes, it is. And you could simply leave it at that. And then they're probably waiting for a better response. But you don't owe them one. And I don't mean that rudely at all. I'm not sitting here saying, you know, yes, it is, you know, to answer someone like that. But what I mean is you, you don't owe anyone an explanation, It's just the same as, I don't know, it's just coming to my brain right now, a doctor, okay? I'm just going to pull another career out of my hat right now. I'm not wearing a hat, but you know what I mean. You don't, I mean, like, let's say you have a doctor's appointment, right? You don't look at the doctor and go, must be nice to to go home at the end of the day and to your nice house. They don't know even explanation for how much money they make or how many hours they work or if they took a day off or if they took a week off. Do you see what I'm saying? People sometimes are nosy, but I don't mean, I don't think they mean it in a bad way. I think sometimes they're just curious about why do teachers get summers off? But let's talk about that phrase too, right? We've already talked about like, you don't really get summers off, Okay you are constantly, even if you're not going to professional development or workshops or trainings, you are always preparing all the time. I mean, I can't tell you the countless number of weeks I spend in the summertime laying out all my resources and materials, going through what worked and what didn't work last year, which we're going to have some episodes about that coming up, by the way. But also just the amount of time I've spent just what worked? What didn't work? Behavior, um, classroom management s- stuff. What can I implement next year? Oh, I learned this in a workshop. How can I apply it to my students? Taking what I learned and really going through it and figuring it out. And, oh, I need this for my classroom. Where should I buy it? Oh, let me drive to that store. You're constantly, even in the summer, you cannot turn your mind off as a teacher. It's just not possible. You're constantly, um, there's a train. I don't know if you can hear that, but you're constantly in teacher mode, even when you don't have students sitting in front of you in a classroom. And on top of that, you may, speak in a teacher mode, I know I'm in a 
be presenting at the International Music Education Summit coming up in a couple weeks. Just look it up, International Music Education Summit online, and you'll find it. Um, I think it's musicedsummit.org. But anyways, also I wanted to mention that if you click on the link in the bio, or maybe you can't click on the link in the bio, but at the domesticmusician.com, there is a blog post called Why Teachers Deserve Summer Summers Off. And if you just scroll to the bottom in the search bar of my website, right there in the search bar, you can just type in Why Teachers Deserve Summers Off. And you'll be able to see the blog post I wrote to go right along with this podcast episode. What I was going to say is, even when you're not teaching kids, sometimes you're teaching teachers. You're just, the teacher in you is ingrained and you're constantly teaching and that's part of my summer. So the thing is too, I want to mention back to the hours is, yes, your contract time says a certain time to a certain time, but you may on top of that also be doing an honors choir. You may be helping other teachers set up for their art show. You might be putting on a um, multicultural night or you have 11 billion programs at the school year. So let's say that a normal work year for, you know, a 40 hour work week with two weeks of vacation is maybe 2000 hours a year, but tacking on all the extra hours you work on the weekends and nights and showing up early and after school choir and all the things and maybe also teaching part-time piano lessons or being an accompanist or working with the children's choir outside of school or maybe t- helping with the children's choir at your church. You're putting in so many more hours. Maybe it's 2,300 to 2,500 hours um, during the school year. And so it all equals out in the end, right? But summer break is basically a chance for you to just kind of catch up on taking breaks that you don't get to take during the school year. And that's just, that's the honest truth. But on top of that, you're still learning during the summer. You're, the professional development hours you're taking are so important because you are taking the time to educate yourself so you can become a better teacher. And it doesn't matter how many years you've been teaching. There's so many nuggets of wisdom you'll learn just from listening to podcasts like this, or I have a bunch of friends who have music education podcasts too that I've met online even, or blogs, or um, anything of social media, or like I mentioned, the online Music Ed Summit. There's online professional development opportunities. There's in-person trainings. You are never going to get to the point where you feel like you need to stop learning, right? It's so important. And that's part of the summers for you to be able to do that. There may be professional development opportunities you've missed out during the school year because they've been on weekends, but you've been using your weekends to catch up on family time, which is so important too. You do not need to neglect the people in your life you love the most. Yes, being an effective teacher, and that's so important that that's your career, but Your family time and your friend time is also equally as important, okay? And we've talked about that before, too. But, you guys, I just want this episode to encourage you that don't ever let yourself or what anyone else is saying to make you feel like, to make you feel guilty about getting a summer off because it's very important, And so this summer, I'm really excited to take a family vacation to the beach and um, have a bunch of time planned with my kids to go to the pool and to just hang out and enjoy just taking a break. And my teaching, like I said, looks different now than it used to when I was in the classroom because I'm teaching teachers. But I spend hours and hours even in the summer working and I but it's all about balance. 
if you're listening to this and you're taking professional development, but you're also on the flip side of that, wanting to have, you know, spend time with your kids or your family or your friends, it's all about balance. It's okay, this week I've planned to go to an ORF level, right? Or a lot of times they're two weeks long. So that means the following week, you're like, I'm going to spend some time going to the pool. And I know I keep saying the pool because I'm really excited about going swimming, but, or I'm going to spend a lot of time just um, going to the local library and taking my kids to story time or going to the splash pad or going to a creek or a lake or the beach or whatever it is that you like to do in the summer. It's all about balance. Try to space out professional development if you can. I know that's not always possible because you're not the one scheduling it. I mean, you pick what you want to go to, but it's all about attending things that are being scheduled out, right? And so um, try to find the balance between professional development and then also leaving space for rest, relaxation, and fun as well. Okay, so I want to hear from you. Tag me on Instagram at Jessica Peresta and let me know what you're planning to do this summer. What are ways you are planning to take your break and why you think you deserve summer off? I would love to hear all about it. You guys have an amazing rest of your week and I'll be back on here next week. All right. Bye. Thank you so much for listening in to the Elementary Music Teacher Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. And while you're there, I would love for you to review the show and leave a rating on iTunes. To find out more about how I can help you gain momentum in your elementary music teaching career, head to thedomesticmusician.com where you'll find free downloads, courses, the blog, and so much more. Continue teaching music and never doubt the impact you're making each and every day in the lives of your students.